0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode. We are going to be talking about the big, big new release, Endgame. Set a course for home, as Captain Janeway once said, because that's the last line of the Voyager episode Endgame. (laughs) It was funny to me.
1: Well, I'm just ruining your whole life today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are beginning at the end game. Um, There's some jokes in here somewhere. It's the biggest movie possibly ever. Yeah, certainly financially it's broken all sorts of records. Many, many people have seen it. We have some comments coming up from someone who is seeing it for the third time. So I'm pretty sure it's going to break further financial records. Avengers Endgame. We both saw it last week and then we had to watch the episode of Game of Thrones. Um, So it was quite a weekend. I'm Matthew Vose. I'm joined by Miss Mandy K. Mandy, what did you think of Endgame?
1: Oh my gosh. Is there anything you can't possibly think about this movie? Because this movie was so good. But right. so problematic in some ways, but oh my god, so
0: good. Okay. Ah. um Yeah, this film has been on my mind since yes. seeing it.
1: Joseph and I have been talking about it for a week. I'm still reading right. like every new article that comes across my feed in whatever capacity to see what people are saying about it. <laughs> And it just keeps going. And I really, really wanted to be able to go see it again uh, before we talked because there's one particular character that I want to watch with as fresh eyes as possible to see kind of if I pick up on things differently than I did the first time and we'll get there. Um, Okay. But I didn't get to. So we're going to talk about everything with me only having seen it once but having continued to think and talk and read
0: i i've also only seen it once we are going again on thursday for our 11 month anniversary Aww. um yeah which which was already down as uh cinema and burger night so well we'll go and watch probably in the reverse order because i don't think we'll go and see this and then like at 10 o'clock hey let's yeah, get dinner yeah. we um, might
1: go see it again this weekend maybe i awesome. really want to
0: <laughs> so before we get into it uh, you can probably guess this but we're going to talk in detail if you haven't seen it, we are going to be talking about the details yes. of this film.
1: So this is full of spoilers, so, so proceed at your own risk. If you haven't yeah. seen Endgame, please go watch it before you listen to us.
0: Yeah, I think that's the, the key thing. And people who have asked me for my opinion. I've been like, yeah, it's good. Yes. You should go and see it. Like, I'm not going to set expectations on this because there are some fluctuations in how people feel about it. Yes. But... I think the word you used was satisfying,
1: yes, this is absolutely satisfying as an end to phase one it mm-hmm. i I couldn't have picked a better way for this to end i think
0: yeah i uh, and that is a word I have seen a lot of people use it, it there are things we can pick apart on it. there are things that we might have problems on, but overall, yeah, they it was made a it fantastic work. end they, they for stuck, this stuck story. the landing mm. out of 10? 9.5 oh Okay, what what was your feeling on Infinity Game? Even if it's just uh, Infinity War, even if it's just a number,
1: the first time I watched it, I probably would have given it a ten, but I rewatched it right before this, and so it's going to have to get knocked down just a little bit because I don't think it was as good as this one. Okay. So I'd probably give okay. it an eight at this point.
0: Okay. So that's the non-detail sp- spoilery stuff. We're now going to spoil it. So this is the point to turn it off if you haven't, if you don't want to know what happens. There are three, I think, three moments in this film that no matter your opinion of the MCU, no matter your opinion of the way it treats its non-male characters, the storyline, the plotting, the fat phobia, the problems that we have with it, there are three moments, I think, that are universally loved. MCU fans there is on your left there is I knew it and there is I am Iron Man Mandy do you have a favorite amongst those three
1: I think the one that got me the most excited was I knew it Um, okay I am Iron Man was the most emotional and I honestly didn't even catch on your left
0: okay so that's well the, the moment is when all of the um Wizard tunnels. Yeah, yeah no, no, I mean, I, I know <laughs> when it happened rings. now, and and okay, I, mean, okay, I noticed,
1: yeah. like, I knew he said it in that moment, but I didn't, I didn't like equate it back with Civil War or sorry, Winter Soldier when he was hmm. first met Sam, and he was lapping him on your left. You know, I didn't put those two moments together until somebody called my attention to it later. It just didn't meet that box for me because I think I was just okay. so. When that was happening, all of the wizard windows were opening. And I was just like, oh, my God, this thing is huge. And so yeah. I was distracted.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, that is a great moment. So the, one of the reasons that sort of stands out as a thing to 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 mention is I've heard other people say that is the best bit overall. Um, I've got a number of comments, so we'll, we'll be referring back. But our friend Laura Stewart-Berry, uh, she has sent a number of notes and she says... Desperate overall, on your left and all the circles appearing, I cried and squeed a lot. (laughs) The only superhero film where I feel they landed the third act, big CGI battle, normally a bit bored by them, but this one was ace.
1: I can agree with that. It was pretty fantastic. I do have... Yeah. So there are a couple of moments in this movie where I have a hard time suspending disbelief. Um, Okay. And yeah, that moment is Mm. one of them. Um, Okay. It's not the big one, but it is close.
0: Right. However, for you, Captain with Mjolnir. Oh,
1: absolutely. That was my hands-down favorite moment. Like, I cla- I think right. I jumped in my chair. <laughs> I was so excited.
0: Yeah. I think in the cinema, that was a thing that appealed to it. We, we had, um, I, I think it was a family, if not sort of friends, uh, sort of mixed group behind us. I mean, they were sobbing by the end. They were really into this. And that was the bit. They were like, oh, my God, he's got the hammer. Yeah, oh. yeah I was so excited. <laughs> it was so good. And it is nice to be in a, a full cinema. Everyone's mm-hmm. excited. It, it really does make a difference.
1: Yeah, we were in a full one as well. I mean, because we got to see it this first Saturday that it was out. I didn't think we would. And it, right. it was pretty great.
0: Nice. So so those are the three big ones that are universal. Can you talk to me about moments for you? The the bits that you loved that you were like, I can't believe they did this or the way this was pulled off or even this shot? Uh. we we are starting with we are absolutely and (laughs) i think
1: we should start with the gushing um i i think my other favorite moment was hail hydra cap in the elevator yes um and it's funny that because that one is layered and for people who aren't in the actual comic space or aren't online Mm -hmm. very much won't understand why Mm -hmm. that was so amazing um but i remember the comic book controversy i didn't I don't actually read the comic books, but I remember when that story came out, okay. and I remember mm. just the outrage from the fans and the controversy when that first panel came out that where that that comic book ended with Cap saying "Hell Hydra," um, and actually yeah. being a brainwashed Cap who had been Hydra all along. Um, I I just remember God for weeks people talked about it, and it was. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, How's Marvel going to get out of this? And and they did, I think, kind of. And
0: I think it was a close. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah.
1: They ended up having to do something they didn't intend to do, I think, to save face. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like Good. it fell flat or whatever. But for them to pull that into Endgame and to like just address it like that and have Cap say it and have yep. it be part of this grand plan to save the world was amazing. Um, and I loved it. Yep. Like Joseph didn't get it. We were sitting there watching it and I was just okay. so excited and he had no idea this was a thing that had ever happened. And so right. the significance of it just wasn't there. And so for him, it wasn't a big moment. And for me, it's one of the most memorable of the movie.
0: And, and you, you say it's layered. It's even better because it's in the elevator. In the elevator. yes, Yes. Yeah. So it's a proper callback to one of what is considered one of the best moments of the MCU: him fighting the Shield Stroke Hydra agents mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yeah. And it does look like that's what's coming, mm-hmm. but he finds another way out, whatever yeah. it takes.
1: Yeah. 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 I really liked getting to see the the bits and pieces from the previous movies, kind of from a different mm-hmm. perspective, though. Mm. Um, it, just because it's. The nostalgia of it gives me warm fuzzies and seeing it full circle, seeing how they were at the beginning versus how they are now, Um, getting to see that first big Avengers roundup circle in the middle of New York.
0: (laughs) I laughed out loud like this in in the cinema because that that is pretty much the moment everyone talks about. That is the MCU moment. It
1: is. absolutely They pulled it
0: off and and it works in the moment they do it in the first film. Mm -hmm. The audacity to put that moment in this film as well.
1: Oh, no, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. Um uh, <laughs> because we got to see it like from it like we got to see that actual moment, but then they like panned away and we could see it from the bird's eye view of the the like present day yeah. Avengers watching them do it. It was
0: great. Absolutely.
1: I think um you know, I I really loved going along with Kat being able to hold the hammer later thor being like "No, you have to hold the hammer now because it's smaller than the than the axe so i need the axe
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i I did enjoy like even thor having both of them because he uses one like a baseball bat to hit the hammer towards thanos yeah 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 that's cool
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was shocked at how much i loved nebula in this movie because she has been my least favorite in previous installments oh and she's the doctor
0: who actor yeah
1: yeah, I mean, I love Karen Gillan, but the character of Nebula has been nebulous to me. <laughs> oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. Cancel the podcast, I'm getting off.
1: <laughs> oh, you're not the only one who can make bad puns, Matthew. Uh, I loved her in this, and it, mm. it was nice.
0: Good, because she is a big part of it, ju- justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I didn't expect it, because she had been such a small part of... Like, the Guardians movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was there, obviously. and <laughs> Yes, she was there. The Guardians movies.
0: Nebula was also there.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, but but she wasn't front and center in any of them. She was just kind of in the background. Right. Participating. You know, yeah. she was a, a Thanos' pawn in most of it. Just doing okay. what he told her to do. And for her to get her own agency and to make her own choices... And be the reason that things happen the way they happen in this movie, I I thought was fantastic. And I liked that we got to see that. And I liked that it wasn't just our core six who made things happen.
0: Mm. Because – Yeah, they they used everyone, yeah.
1: They absolutely used everyone. And I think that's one of the things I loved about it is, you know, I saw so many people talking about how long it was. And and I saw so many headlines – About how it was a good movie, but it was way too long. And like after watching it, I just I don't know what they could have taken out because they had so many characters to cover, and everything that they put in was important.
0: Yeah, I I don't think there is anything on this you can cut. Certainly, there's no storyline that could go. Mm -hmm. You could maybe trim some of the fights. You could maybe get rid of the shenanigans with uh, the Cap versus Cap fight, maybe. But that's me, um, you know. Other people love that, so mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But even if you cut that, that's only going to be what a minute, maybe two.
0: Yeah, you know, you you add up things across a film, but yes, absolutely, it yeah. wouldn't. It would be almost impossible to get this down to you know two hours fifteen.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Mm. I think I think they did a really really good job of keeping the characters consistent with how they've previously been written. And showing all of them doing something meaningful in this movie. Mm. I think that's that's kind of where I come down on it.
0: Okay. So from a character perspective, certainly you enjoyed it. That's that worked for you.
1: Yes. Cool. I've I've been cool. gushing a lot and you haven't, so I I kinda <laughs> need you to do the same thing here.
0: Um, I uh, yeah, there's those three big moments. They're awesome. The Hail Hydra, yes. For me it works because it's returning to the elevator scene. Mm-hmm. And like you, I don't read the Marvel comics, but I was aware of the thing. So that's an interesting twist on it. I'll tell you the moment that made me just the most excited. Okay. Was when The Ancient One came on screen.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Now, I adore Tilda Swinton. I think she's one of the finest actors there is. Mm -hmm. I think pretty much everything she's ever done is, you know, a 9 or a 10 out of 10. She is a, a, a wonderful person in films. She picks good films. And she was great in Doctor Strange. I thought we'd never see her again. And then she's suddenly on my screen again. And she's awesome. Mm-hmm. She is just as good as she ever was. She's kicking bottom in the Battle of New York. And then she brings Bruce out of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like That's good. That is very good. So, Tilda Swinton being in it. yeah, That was very exciting. Um, <laughs> I liked the new guest actor appearances. I liked, you know, having... Robert Redford show up. I liked having Rene Russo show up. Uh, Tom Hiddleston even. You know, there there were lots of people like that who were just suddenly rocking up again. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like they went through a checklist of, right, who has interacted with the the Infinity Stones? Who can we bring back? You know, we can't get Jeff Bridges because he's not involved. We can't get the dude from The Wrestler whose name I've now forgotten. Nope, it's completely gone. Um, But, you know, there are some of these actors we can find a way to shoehorn them in somewhere. Yeah, it it worked it made it feel like a complete universe and like you i mean even bef- as we were sat in the cinema waiting for it to start I, I said to Catherine, what i'm looking for is for this film to recontextualize what has gone before it mm-hmm. to to make some of those stories matter in different ways because that for me is what i'm looking for i'm looking for th- each film to build something into the universe and to make a difference which is why like guardians 2 it has its own problems and then doesn't mean anything so it feels disposable. Um, some of the others have a bit of that going on, but this recontextualizes so many films. It adds extra elements to it that even when you go back and watch now, bits I've not properly rewatched anything, but just bits of it. You go, oh yeah, that is that is an interesting thing that they were setting up, or this idea, or I can see what they're doing with this relationship. They then bring over to Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, uh, there is a moment that I've seen some mixed reactions on. And I think they were expecting it to be another super cool moment. There, there is a, a team called the A-Force, which is effectively a women's only Avengers. And towards the end of the fight, there is a moment where all the women heroes-powered gadget people... come together to move the Infinity Gauntlet around. And there is a shot where the the team just builds person Mm -hmm. on person. They're just suddenly Wasp is there, suddenly Pepper's there and Mantis is there and Akoya's there. Like they're just all coming in. They're
1: all there, yes.
0: Now, at the start of that, I was a little, okay, I can see what you're doing. But by the end of it, they are all there and they are making a point of having this thing on screen. Mm -hmm. And I I love it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's, like we talked about with Captain Marvel, it's them going, yes, we've not necessarily been great in the past. But this is the sort of thing we're going to try and do. Or, you know, they're making a bit of a statement with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Um,
1: I loved it. I think it... I don't know that I can really articulate why I loved it except to see these strong women all together and they are the ones who are getting it done. Yeah. In that moment, um, I I don't actually think that's setting anything up for the future because you know, like Pepper's there and we know she's not. I'm I'm assuming she's not going to be continuing to do this in the future. <laughs> that's my assumption. I don't. I mean, because I yeah. know Gwyneth
0: Paltrow has said she's done. She seems to hate it, so yeah. Um.
1: So, like, her being there, if, if Valkyrie is taking over New Asgard, she's not going to be out running around, you know. And so I don't know that those specific characters really matter. I think what mm-hmm. mattered in that moment was it was the strength of women coming together to support other women to get this gauntlet where it needs to go. Yeah. And for that reason, I loved it.
0: Yeah. I, I know there are people who have a problem because Marvel has not been good with women. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily good for the women in this film. Um, but I think it, it reminds me a little bit, the end of Avengers infinity war. There's a bit where Wanda is fighting with the, is it Proxima? The sort of female general of Thanos. Okay. Which, whichever one she is. Mm-hmm. And it's, she then says, you know, you're going to die out here alone. Mm-hmm. And Natasha comes behind her and says, but she's not alone. And Akoya's also there. And they fight her and eventually they all defeat her. Right? And it 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 rings a little bit of only the women can fight the women because men can't hit women and the women can't take on the men.
1: Oh, see, I didn't read that at all. Okay. Maybe I'm just too optimistic. But I didn't. That was good. Yeah, no, I didn't get that at all. I I got the just the strength of I'm gonna say found family that's not exactly what it is here but it's just it's the strength of togetherness and knowing that you're stronger together which is exactly what they were doing in all of those moments Um, right and just coming together to provide support and strength and knowing that we can do this together versus Thanos who while he has this huge army, he is alone, you know?
0: Okay. I like that point. For me, it doesn't mean they all have to be women in that scene. Or it doesn't have to be that they're fighting a woman. It right. just It feels a little bit that thing of the women fight the women, the men fight the men, and then we move on. Whereas in this, whilst I thought that was kind of the thing they were going to do at the beginning of this A-Force moment, it, because it continues building and it's actually... No, they're basically going to win the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I guess it just didn't occur to me that it was women just fighting women, particularly in Infinity War. I, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. And again, that could just be because I sometimes see things with rose-colored glasses because I'm so excited by what's happening.
0: <laughs> and then I think there's probably nothing else I'd gush over in that way. There's a lot in it that I think is very clever in the writing. Um, I think nebula being the weak link in the time travel and and saying there's someone else on this network that's very clever Mm -hmm. that is not something i would have thought of um time traveling to different times i mean we talked a little bit about time travel and there was no point where i thought they could go to multiple different periods it was going to be they were going to go to a place and do a thing and start fresh from there right but this we're actually going to go to three different periods that's very good
1: yeah well let's talk about time travel for a minute
0: (laughs) okay because
1: their time travel was inconsistent they did oh, really? they did not follow the rules that they themselves set up in the movie mm. and that bothers me
0: okay let's go so we're going to dig into some of the things there's well there's a couple of conversations coming there are our issues with the film and questions where things don't necessarily make sense and there is things that we talked about last time that i want to pick up on again okay so go ahead with time travel inconsistencies
1: the one that's probably going to have the least amount of conversation is the the moment where, you know, Hulk has, has reversed the snap, everybody's back, and all of the wizard holes open, and everybody comes out to start fighting, right? At that point... Okay,
0: I mean, you're making that sound like it was 30 seconds.
1: Kind of was.
0: There's a lot of time in between. Thanos, bl- well, they have the standing around bit, Thanos blasts the building, they have... Everyone getting out of the building, they have fighting Thanos, and then everyone gets there.
1: Okay. Still, how? (laughs) How? Doctor Strange doesn't have the time stone at this point. He gave it away before the snap, and so he's been brought back exactly in the same manner in which he disappeared. So how is it possible that he got to everybody across the universe... Explained what was happening, got all of the wizards to get everybody where they needed to be at the same time, and everybody was ready to go and fight.
0: Yeah, possibly it's a bit much, but also he opens a wizard hole, he's in Wakanda, or somewhere, and someone can get to Wakanda, someone can get everyone in.
1: I guess time-wise, it didn't make sense. Like For that to actually work, I feel like he would have to have the time stone so that he could... Like continually go back five minutes to the same moment as soon as everybody's back and tell them what's happening, and right, get okay. everybody on board. And so yeah. there, there was that. That didn't work. But um, that is
0: something we can skip over because it was a cool moment. Yes, I think. Like
1: yeah. it's it's not something that I really get hung up on. It's not the one thing that I get hung up on. Um, mm. The the one thing I get hung up on is cap. And Cap's time travel at the end. Um, Okay,
0: yeah, this is the big one. This is the big one. (laughs) Okay.
1: And um, the Russos have come out with a quasi-explanation after the movie. I don't buy it. I think they made Mm, it up once people started pointing out the inconsistencies. But Cap, I mean, I love the idea from a purely sentimental perspective. I love the idea that he got his happily ever after with Peggy. I love that he got to go back and he got to marry her and grow old with her. Mm Mm-hmm fantastic but by the rules that this movie has set forth by cap going back in time and staying there he created a separate timeline and so he should not have been on that bench yes and so that's the first issue the second issue was if he's on that bench and he really was in this timeline the whole time the steve rogers that we know would not have sat on the sidelines and watched everything happen. Like he would he would have still had to have been Captain America somehow. Like he wouldn't have been able to just sit there and and let the world go to shit.
0: Okay. And we we know that he didn't.
1: I mean, that's <sighs> I think I think that's the implication.
0: Okay. Okay, we we don't know that he didn't, and I could see Marvel retconning a thing there. I'll, I'll tell you why that second one isn't true. Okay, he his great niece made out with him. <laughs> now, if she knows who her uncle, her great uncle right. is, yeah. she does not kiss him. She does not flirt with him on the thing. Like, oh, don't stay too far away. No, right? No, she's like, oh, hey, uh, Uncle Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so there's that issue, too. We know Peggy had was married and had kids and all of that stuff. Yeah. And and so, like, Joseph and I were trying to figure out, do we know for sure that the husband that she had wasn't Steve? Like, was he supposed to go back all along? But if he was, exactly like you're saying, Agent 14 yeah. should have known who he was.
0: Exactly. So I don't think it's that second one. I think it's the first one. I think he creates a different timeline. Mm-hmm that where he gets the ending he wants in a selfish moment because he has learned some element of selfishness and wanting to get a life to honour his friends who gave their lives. And he has then been able to do a thing that allows him to travel across universes. There is a possibility of travel across the multiverse. Okay. That's so- that's my my headcanon. That's where I think they will end up with it if they ever decide to explain it, which they may not.
1: Well, I mean, that's what the Russo said in an interview. Okay, They said that he absolutely was in a separate timeline. And so then the question is, how did he end up on the bench? Because that's not the timeline that he grew up in. I I still don't know that I buy it. Um, I like that idea better because it's cleaner. But if Cap's story is done, why would they write in something like that and then leave it – as the kind of question that it has to be answered extra textual extra textually yeah that that's where i get hung up on it
0: yeah because it would it would be too much to do the back to the future thing of and then someone comes up to them with the shield and it's not steve he's left a present for them Mm -hmm. um i think we need that goodbye from chris evans himself
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah that was nice I, I i will say so i am probably one of the few people who did not expect tony to die i expected oh, yeah. cap to die i was fully fully prepared for
0: that yes and and i think that's why it's not gone that way in the same way as the other death doesn't go the way you would expect because mm-hmm. they like to do something a bit different with it maybe I, I think that's the thing. I, I think I said last time I was expecting them to go back to that line in the Avengers. Um, you wouldn't lie down, lay down on a wire for the other guy. No, I would just cut the wire. I was expecting it to be that either that would be reversed and that's how they had to do it. Or Steve lies down on a wire and and Tony cuts it. Something like that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Do you like the way Iron Man goes out? Do you like that as a... a- You know, if that's the thing that has to do, it is Iron Man who makes the sacrifice play. Yes. Okay.
1: I did like it. I cried so hard. Oh, really? Partly because I didn't expect it. Uh. And partly because it was done really, really well. And then just to have every his funeral, to have everybody there... And and just, you know, ending on Nick Fury being back. Because I was actually thinking, I was like, they brought everybody back. We haven't seen Nick yet. There's Maria. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he walks out of the shadows. And it's it's yeah. so good. And I was just crying. And it was so sad.
0: And Including yeah. the kid from Iron Man 3.
1: Yes, but I didn't know it was the kid from Iron Man 3 until oh, okay. I looked it up.
0: <laughs> we, we walked out going, I bet that is someone. Or they're introducing someone who's going to be important. Like, is it going to be young Jake Gyllenhaal from the next Spider-Man film or something. Yeah. And then as as we were driving out of the car park, I was like, no, I know who it was. I'll tell you who that was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, then Joseph and I did kind of the same thing. I was like, who was that kid? And he said, I think he was the kid from Iron Man 3. And I was like, oh yeah, my God, that good. makes so much sense. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, i just I didn't expect him to be the one that died. Even after, so I always... Um, I, had would heard a rumor that there wasn't going to be a post-credits scene and I okay. looked it up to see, cause I always look it up to see cause I'm like, well, is there just going to be the one in the middle or is there going to be the one at the end? So I know how long to stay
0: during <laughs> okay. the credits.
1: And so it was confirmed for me that there wasn't a post-credits scene, but that there was a sound of like mm-hmm. metal clanking and that it was the sound of, um, Tony making his suit in the first Iron Man. Yeah, and I was telling Joseph that, and he he had already looked up the spoilers, so he knew what had happened. And so he was oh, like, really? "You need to stop reading." <laughs> and I was like, I'm, "This doesn't spoil anything. What are you talking about? It's just a sound." It never occurred to me that that oh, really? was because <laughs> Iron Man died. Like in my head, I was like, "Oh, it's just full circle. Iron Man one to Endgame." That made yeah. perfect sense to me. Didn't spoil it for me that that I had read what that sound was. But as soon as I realized he died, I was like that makes sense now I know why they included that at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the writing for Tony is very good all the way through. They give him all you know, knowing he is definitely going out in that way. They give him all the great moments. They give him a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um but it works very naturally because it doesn't make you think this is what's coming at the end. Yeah. So it's really good. I I love them giving him a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um for for many reasons she's very cool. They have some good scenes together. It means he has fewer scenes with Gwyneth Paltrow. Which, from all reports, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't like doing this. So it means like, okay, we can get more of Tony doing emotional stuff, but we're not reliant on this person who we've written as a fun killer previously. Because one of my notes is, <laughs> Peppa is no longer a fun killer. In this film, she comes and helps. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in every other film, she's like, no, don't go and do that thing. No, you've got responsibility. No, you can't go and do that thing. Well, um, it's
1: like after being married for five years, she finally figured out who her husband was. Yeah. Like, he's the guy who saves the world. Mm. so um i i actually kind of liked it being her being the one who kind of lets him know this is the thing that you're supposed to do like you can't not do this
0: yeah but but again even more it's so clever that they say we're not going to undo the snap we are going to bring back the people who were taken away yeah so that we don't lose everything we've gained in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's so clever to give him something that he's gained.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But to get everyone back to where they were. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Although, you know, we were also, because we're fascinating and amazing people, we were walking away wondering about the uh, legal ramifications of people suddenly coming back. How many people find out they're now married to more than one person? Mm-hmm how many people find out they're living in some great house that someone else now has to live in.
1: Yeah. I, I was having all sorts of thoughts about what the implications of that are going to be. Mm. You know, because all of a sudden you've got, like, Scott and Cassie. Your yeah. uh, your kid is now five years older. But, you know, what if you come back and you have a twin and you're still 15 and now your twin is 20? Or, you know, I don't know. There's just all these ramifications just from the age perspective of people. Mom. And, you know, marriages and gosh, people being sick and, you know, coming back and finding out people died during those five years.
0: Yeah. And aren't there yeah, the, anymore. The people who were on the planes <laughs> that we saw crashing at the end of the credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Cassie. So that's a nice thing. That is the one thing that people worked out from that there was going to be a five year gap it was it was the casting of the actress playing older mm. cassie okay no one nothing else gave it away cuz so when we talked last time you mentioned um new trailers mm-hmm. and that people have written articles about black widow's hair mm-hmm. changing in the trailers they were like ah oh, this is what the timeline's going to be mm-hmm. now having seen the film i went back and watched the trailers they digitally changed her hair in some of the scenes so you couldn't tell which order they were in the oh, okay. five the the five years later scene of Ant Man turning up and them going, Is this an old recording? They've put on her the Infinity War hair. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Oh, yeah, okay. So everyone was like, Okay, so that must happen really quickly. N- no. No. They lied to you. And th- there's a couple of other bits like that. Like they digitally fixed Captain's Shield, um, so you didn't know it got broken.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody write about that.
0: Yeah um
1: and there were a lot of moments in the trailers that weren't in the movies at all
0: there's only a couple that i've noticed there's a whole bit of her like doing target practice Uh natasha doing target practice yep that i don't think was in there and that's one of the other hairstyles so Mm -hmm. um i don't know why that got cut especially because natasha needed a lot more emotional work to land her (laughs) storyline do you like what i did there
1: oh we had to get to it eventually
0: yeah, we've been circling this. This is the problem with the film. It's the a problem it with the film. How about that? Uh, uh, this is my biggest one, I think. Okay. And I think this is the biggest one I've seen people talk about. I'm interested to hear your other... Oh, no. Yeah, no, you've just reminded me of the other one.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one. Let's uh, talk about that uh, first. some
0: way, I'll segue around to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, The way it treats Natasha. Now, this was a big part of the comments I got from Laura on Twitter. Uh, She was super annoyed that they killed off the sole female from the original lineup. But to give them credit, it was a shock. I don't like that her argument was that she should sacrifice herself because she didn't have a family and Hawkeye did. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a callback to the painful Ultron line about her being sterile on a monster. As a single woman without kids... Does that make me expendable too? Also, we lost Nat instead of Hawkeye. Hawkeye? It's like fetch. Stop trying to make Hawkeye happen, Marvel. (laughs) What does this happen for Widow Film? I've been waiting for that movie forever. Does it now matter as much? It's probably going to be a prequel, so does it uh, hold less weight? Um, And this is the point that I hadn't really picked up on and hadn't thought about. They made a whole heap of fuss about Tony's death with a funeral, as they should, but she doesn't even get a floating wreath. It's not cool unless they're not making a really huge deal because she is coming back.
1: Yeah. I I didn't, it didn't occur to me until after I saw people talking about it like this, that she didn't get a funeral like Tony did Mm. because they did have a moment where they were all together. Like they were outside at the Avengers complex talking about her. And so I think in that moment, I just assumed they have done something even though they've shown it mostly off screen. Um, but she's right. Like, why did we get this massive thing for Tony and not for her?
0: Mm. The director's apparently made a comment that he's a public figure. But as Laura says, there's no public figures except for the King of Wakanda at that funeral.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's
0: it's not like it's a big press event or something. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of the end of Serenity that they do really well. Although the, the funeral pyre at the end is for... Wash. Spoilers for Serenity, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, There are still funeral things for the other characters who died in the sequence of the film. Yeah. And that's all you need. You need the wreath for Tony, and you just need to see one next to it that has you know, a spider on top of it or something. I don't know. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something to acknowledge her. Mm-hmm. And, and for the, the, this article, she sent me a link to an article. There's a whole thing in there of them saying... They knew it might be bad because it's all viewed by a male lens, but it seems, to, their, their reaction seems to be, well, what can you do? Um, and they they talk about how, you know, they, they felt it had to be her because sh- if she can get her family back together, that would be enough for her, that she would consider that job complete so it's worth sacrificing her life for, which is fine, but they don't make that argument in the film. Mm-hmm. The argument in the film is, no, you've got more to live for, so I need to go. It's not, let me do this so I can complete my mission and keep you all safe. That's right. what I want to do. If that was the thing, I could have bought into it. I could have felt it was that sacrifice, not you're more worthy than me. The, the bit I like is that they have to fight over who's going to be sacrificed. That mm-hmm. I quite like. Um, we'll return to my gripe about Marvel make its actors its characters fight each other. But that one worked. That was okay. But the emotion of it doesn't land because I don't think they give her enough in the rest of the film.
1: Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, it was always going to be her. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because she's the one that people care about. And so it needed to be her who died.
0: Uh, Absolutely.
1: But I think the way they did it, like you guys are saying, was poorly executed. Um, Because, honestly, I was thinking the whole time they were fighting, I was thinking it makes sense for Hawkeye to die. Because he's not going to want his family to come back to who he's become. You know, he spent the last five years murdering people. He's yeah. not going to want that to be the person his family comes back to. And so I was like, he's totally going to be the one who dies. But then for them to twist it and say, no, you have a family, so you should be the one who lives, kind of messed it up. Yeah. And, I mean, it It was sad. <laughs> I cried. Oh, um Good. I mean, it was emotional. I'm invested in her as a character and I didn't expect her to die. Um, And it was only afterwards that I realized that between the two characters, if one of them had to die, hers is the one that matters. And that's Mm. why they picked her. Yep. I just wish, like you guys have said, I wish that they had given her a better story to get there.
0: And I I think the fact that she has a film coming it sort of makes a little bit of sense that she gets a little bit less in this. But if we are supposed to buy into that emotion, they need to to have given me more of her early on feeling this. And the fact she's taken charge is that she wants to keep everyone who's left safe. She does not want anything to happen again. And I don't think they give us that. It just doesn't quite land as well as it could have done. Mm -hmm. I Um, like
1: that she was the one who who took charge. Absolutely. I really like that because she is the one who... I think got the most out of the family that they put together coming from where she came from to having this family, I think mattered so much to her that she was trying to do everything that she could to get them back and keep them together. They just didn't really show it that well. Like we have to make Hmm. judgment and emotional leaps to get there because they didn't show it. It's just based on what we know about her.
0: I'd agree. And Um, like Steve has a comment to her of, um, You know, people like us don't move on. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's moved on. She's in the acceptance part of grief. She is you're trying to... Or if she's not, she is bargaining by trying to keep everyone else safe by taking charge. I'll tell you who hasn't moved on. The guy getting drunk and moping in his pajamas.
1: <laughs> okay. I have a lot of thoughts about Thor in this movie. Go ahead. <sighs> okay. So the first thing I did when I saw Thor was laugh.
0: Right. That's what
1: everybody did. That's what was expected. Yeah. But the more we saw of him in the movie, the more kind of, I think, upset I got about Thor and his characterization in this movie. And Thor is the reason I want to watch this movie again because I really Mm. want to go back and pay attention to his character because I had the knee-jerk reaction of fat jokes, fat phobia, and all of that stuff. and. Um, I've seen a lot of people who have had that same experience and there's mm-hmm. been this huge outcry against it. But then I started seeing another perspective on okay. on Thor's character and what they did. And so I want to pay attention to how he played the character versus how the audience responded to the character and kind of see which side of the fence I land on because I've seen a lot of people talk about how Chris Hemsworth played the character straight. He played it as an emotional journey of someone who has experienced PTSD, is dealing with depression. You know, yes, he's wearing a fat suit, but he got that way because of what he's dealing with. And he never played the part as a joke. People reacted to him as a joke. Um, We got the salad line from his mom, which I wish hadn't been there. Mm -hmm. You know, we got the big Lebowski line from Tony and and all of that stuff. Um, but I want to go back and watch how Chris Hemsworth played the character and see if he played it as a joke or if just the audience interpreted it that way because of how other characters around him were responding. Yep. And the other thing that I saw was that people got really excited that at the end of the movie when he did – become worthy again he got his hammer back it didn't fix his body he was still worthy even when he was fat yes and he was still a badass even in that body and yeah from that perspective i think that's really great a lot of people saw themselves as a superhero in that moment Mm. um and, and so i've gone back and forth on this like for for the first god three or four days i was mad i was upset I was like, I can't believe they did this to one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I can't believe they turned him into a fat joke. I was really disappointed that he stayed fat throughout the whole thing because they just – it was just this like fat phobic joke that is so pervasive in our culture. But then I started seeing other people talk more forgiving and, and have this other perspective and mm-hmm. I really want to be that forgiving about it, too. I really want to look at it as if this was done really, really well instead of having that initial knee-jerk reaction um, that I tend to have towards fat jokes. And I can't do it until I rewatch it. But I, I wanted to make sure we talked about both of those perspectives because I understand both of them completely. Yeah. And I think it does. it is going to go back to his performance more than anything.
0: Yeah, the second of those, I, I absolutely agree with. I I like that he doesn't get the hammer and suddenly he's buff again. And he can still kick ass whilst being a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like, in all honesty, this is the first time there's one of these characters I can cosplay. So I'm quite excited by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I Like you, I now want to watch it with that in mind. I don't feel like he does play it straight. I feel like, because the bit that annoys me isn't necessarily that he's gained weight. That that adds to an element of the depression he's going through, which is fine. But it's the tropiness of in his pajamas, drinking beer, eating rubbish food, playing video games with his mates. Right. It's, it's not he is depressed and is no one's willing to be there for him because he's pushed them all away over the time.
1: I, I, I do think, though, that that's, that can be an accurate <clears throat> portrayal of someone who is suffering severe depression after trauma you know and and you can see that a little bit in the moment the way he changes after um i can't remember if it was rocket or if it was hulk who said thanos's name to him when they come to get him um he changes instantly you know his eyes fill with tears he has this irrational rage in that moment and he just his demeanor changes instantly um and you can just see how affected he is by it and and so i and maybe this is just me wanting it to be that so much Mm. um and again i i've only seen it once and so i need to go back and, and watch him with fresh eyes you know i'm i'm thinking of the conversation that he had with his mother You know, he absolutely played that straight. You you could see just how devastated he was when he was talking to her about what had happened.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's that side of it. I like it's the. Like I say, shirtless in his dressing gown with his mates. And I think particularly because if we're saying this is five years. You know, if people don't change, if they don't do anything, they people will stop coming to you. And I, I don't necessarily believe anyone else would be there. I I feel sorry for the Asgardians. Yeah. (laughs) If he's been been like that all that time. Yeah. And I I I think he
1: has because Valkyrie was like, he's not going to see you. He doesn't see anybody. He comes down for beer like once a month.
0: Mm. I think I would have enjoyed it more if it had been, he was the troll in the cave and you couldn't get near him or he (sighs) threw an axe at you. But but that level of darkness. Yeah. um, More than what seemed to be for a joke. Because at the very least the film plays it for a joke. Whether he does.
1: That's fair. Um, But I I do think they get points for not transforming him at the end.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed, that's good. When we talked about this at the end of Captain Marvel, you said you thought she might fix it from a firepower perspective, but that she wouldn't be the brains behind the situation. Uh Uh-huh. So it would be, you know, Scott and everyone coming up with the time travely stuff, but she's the one who actually gets the stones. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I think that's not a bad description for what it is. They can take Thanos in the beginning because of the stones. I mean, he's fairly beaten down by that point anyway. But at the end, she has him. He still needs to take the Power Stone to to be able to take her on. Yeah. I think think her inclusion, although we don't get much of her, I think it's appropriate.
1: I was honestly a little disappointed at Mm -hmm. what we got of her. But... I think it's fair just because how many characters they did have to fit in. You know, everybody Mm. could only get so much time. And she did just get her own movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I had the same feeling. I was like, oh, it's a shame because I really like her. I really wanted more. If I put her in comparison to the character of Peter Parker, I, I can rationalize it better. It's another character who has got a film about to come out, has had moments in other films that have given him stuff. I wouldn't want more Peter Parker, right? But there there are people who watch that who would want more Spider Man, yeah. Sorry, spoilers. That Peter Parker is Spider Man, um, <laughs> <laughs> um. But there are people who would go like, "Oh, we wish there'd been more Spider Man in it." In the same way, we want there to be more Captain Marvel in it. I'm not sure you can have one without the other because they're such in, in such similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, I think, I think this is one of the things that the trailers misled us on. Was how yeah. much she was in the movie, because right. honestly, her moments in the trailer were mostly her moments in the movie. Yeah. Um, Except for in the final battle, which they didn't tease at all in the trailers. No.
0: And like, I think that's what's good. Certainly that initial trailer, that first one that comes out is basically the first 10 minutes of the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is
0: about that plan to go and get Thanos there. And I really like that because they're sort of setting up that this film is going to be about this fight. Mm-hmm. Which is the most obvious story of, well, we lost, but if we go and fight him again, we, maybe we'll win. Whereas actually they just get that story done. It's not going to happen, guys. And then they start coming up with something different and they show us people moving on or not and what's happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, how cool was it that they killed Thanos in the first 10 minutes of the movie? Yeah, it's excellent. Completely unexpected.
0: Mm. And then we jump five years later. It's cool. And
1: then we jump five years later. Let's talk about the time jump for a second. Okay. Do you buy that five years after half the population has been vanished that the world would not have moved on? That there would be still abandoned cars everywhere, baseball stadiums are going to be abandoned? Like the world just has not moved on or recovered
0: I don't buy it if we're saying what we saw is indicative of everyone everywhere. I buy it because they show us the most desolate places that haven't been recovered yet because I'm sure there must be cities that have more than one baseball arena or or at least sports arena. And is it that the, let's say that was New York. So the Yankees, Mm -hmm. let's say more than half their team went, but actually less than half team of the giants the giants didn't is a go. football team but yeah exactly okay yeah so <laughs> more football players survived than baseball players men but it's been five people.
1: years you know they would have new teams
0: but uh, again it's all the just the financial thing you know what if banks have collapsed and they can't afford to run things so yeah i no, i think i can buy it i think i can Un- unless they're saying what we're seeing here is the example of everywhere with that i wouldn't buy
1: It felt like they were, though, Um, just because we also got a comment um, from somebody, I don't remember who it was, Rhodey, maybe, that they missed the Mets, just kind of indicating that there were no sports teams at all. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it felt weird um, that five years later, nobody had really moved on and that the world was in disarray.
0: And I like that up against the line about... Whales back in the the bay now. Because there's now much cleaner water. Like, was Thanos right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just... That part didn't work for me. Especially because, like, it's not like... Sure, this is kind of what a dystopian future might be like. But it's Mm -hmm. not like there was a giant EMP somewhere that knocked out all the power. Like, people haven't reverted to not having life the way that we're accustomed to having it we just have fewer people now
0: yeah and and, oh you know let's let's dig into this do you think somewhere like new york would have been more affected because of the uh, the sort of you know amount of population in such a small space or do you think a more spread out city or you know smaller town would have been more affected
1: It, honestly, it's hard to say just because the amount of people who were vanished in a snap or who were dusted, whatever the preferred terminology mm-hmm. is there. I mean, it was random. And so it's not like 50% of every town or 50% of every family. Yeah, it was but just you do it on a large enough scale. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think in, in cities like New York, there because the population there is so huge, there would be so many people left that you know it would be easier to rebuild. I think in small towns, you may have small towns where only one or two people are left. And so they're going to be significantly more impacted, I think, and would probably – I mean, there there will be towns that die. Absolutely. You know, because there, there won't be enough people left to sustain them. And those people then, I would expect, would go somewhere else. Right. You know, I expect people to find each other and, mm. and to rebuild and not just wither away.
0: So it's more likely population hubs will pull more people in. Yes, that as, is as they my have, expectation. But, okay. Mm. Um, tell you what we didn't get. We didn't get any of the random cameos that had been rumored. Uh, there was no Ghost Rider. There was no Ming-Na Wen, sadly. Oh, yeah. Which, which basically means, yeah, all those TV shows we, we did, we hope you enjoyed them for what they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this recontextualized the films didn't even consider that there was other stuff going on.
1: Well, I'm curious because Shield comes back next week mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see what that's going to look like because um the the show at least acknowledged that Thanos was a thing, you yeah. know, and and season, the last season ended right before um Infinity War. Or right after. No, yeah, yes. right before. Yeah, right at the time, yeah. Yeah, right right as because Thanos was what the um Mm. whatever the council or whatever they were called yes that is what they were trying to protect earth from even though they were scamming them you know but that it was thanos was the big villain that was coming um so this the tv show acknowledged that that world exists and so i'm really curious to see what it looks like Mm. yeah that'd be interesting
0: the the other one, I think this was just a speculative rumor, but was that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine would appear somewhere.
1: Oh, wow. I never heard that at all.
0: Yeah. And I think that was just because of the Fox thing. Mm. Like, that would have been amazing, but they would have had to have done a little bit more multiverse work, I think, mm-hmm. to make that work. But that would have been amazing. Yeah. No, I saw I somebody,
1: like, it was a joke, but somebody speculating that Deadpool would show up right at the end and, yeah. and saying something like, You know, what the ass, it's all over. Sorry, the merger took too long. You know, something like that. That would have been great, but it completely wouldn't have fit with the tone of the movie. Although, speaking of the tone of the movie, I do feel like this movie didn't feel like an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. It felt, I mean, they had been setting up this kind of tone because we had had Guardians movies. We had had Thor Ragnarok. It definitely fit more in the tone and spirit of those movies than it did the previous Avengers movies. It had a lot of silly humor in it, particularly okay. in the first half. I mean, once right. we get to the big battle at the end, you know, it yeah. definitely was Avengers Assemble, which we didn't talk about that. <laughs> That's a great line we finally got 10 years in the making. Um, but overall, it didn't feel like an Avengers movie.
0: That's interesting. No, I, I think it did. Because the Avengers films feel like these giant ensemble pieces now. Which, in the same way, Civil War kind of did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, of all of them, if if we're saying it recontextualizes stuff, uh, this film recontextualized a lot of Civil War in some ways. Mm-hmm. But it recontextualizes it to say Civil War doesn't matter. We're all back together now. Let's deal with it and move on. And I, I just... You know, I was annoyed at that film at the time, feeling like they shoehorned it in because they liked their characters fighting each other. And they wanted these actors particularly to do that story and to get to this point where it doesn't really matter.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Eh, it's fine. Uh, I just, I I wish it had had more weight to what happened. You know, did we ever think that they wouldn't reconcile to fight Thanos? No. Uh, No, so...
1: But we did have moments, you know, I mean, at the beginning of this movie, they still hadn't reconciled. Um, Yeah. But that's because Tony chose to get on a spaceship to go save Stephen Strange. Yeah. And when he gets rescued, he's still irrationally angry at Cap, which I don't understand that scene at all.
0: Yeah, I I take it in terms of him saying we should have been together at the very beginning of Thanos arriving or Thanos General's arriving. But like you say, he's the one who goes off on the ship. He's the one, once they rescue Strange, he says, we should stay here. We should fight him on his turf, because mm-hmm. at least it's not our turf, and we might take him by surprise.
1: Right. Um. So while, I mean, it. Sorry, the ball was always in Tony's court. Cap gave mm. him the phone and said, I am always here if you need me. And Tony is the one who chose not to act on that. And he was going to. You know, because he knew that when they showed up in New York that he was going to need the help. But he dropped the phone and then he got on the spaceship to go save Steven. So he didn't get a chance to call Cap. Um, And so for him to be that angry at him for not being there just didn't make sense. And I know emotion doesn't make sense. It's irrational and all of that stuff. But it just felt so out of place. And it honestly felt out of character. Because we don't usually see that level of emotion from Tony about something personal
0: yeah true
1: um and and i guess it was just to kind of make that moment where he does tell cap that he trusts him and shakes his hand later on which More is a good poignant. moment. it is a good moment mm. but i think that moment would have been great without that fight quote unquote fight because it was just tony yelling at cap but yeah i don't know yeah
0: um i I, I will tell you the thing that it does recontextualize for civil war which i really enjoy so cat at some point in this film is able to use mjolnir Mm -hmm. now i had a comment from uh, laura in her list of comments and and she uh, i'm assuming doesn't know the spelling for mjolnir she calls it Mulmul, Mm -hmm. m4ls m4ls so I, i support that i will admit i've spent today saying the word Mulmul. (laughs) <laughs> Catherine, a lot. Mulmul. I love it. It's great. <laughs> mulmul. Um, mulmul. Uh, I get that Cap can use Mulmul as he is worthy, but not sure on how he can call the thunder with it. Also, does this mean that Cap was pretending not to be able to lift the hammer in Ultron, or has he become more worthy with everything he's done since? Now, that second point, I've read a thing, uh, uh, and you know, obviously, him being able to use me on it is them using a thing that Joss Whedon. Played a little bit as a joke in Ultron, Mm -hmm. but he was setting up how they could trust Vision in Ultron. Like, this was not a thing they were setting up to eventually Cap would use it, I think. They were setting up Vision in that film. right? But they've been able to use it properly here and it has absolutely delivered for everyone. Mm -hmm. The thing that I read that's really good is that, yes, Cap is more worthy now because he's not carrying the secret of Bucky killing Tony's parents.
1: Because he does
0: not have a secret that he is hiding from one of his closest allies and friends. He is now worthy to lift Mjolnir.
1: Oh, I like that read.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Like, that makes me go, yeah, I can buy it. Totally buy it. (laughs) Huh. I like it. That first one, I I had the same thought. Like, wait, how has he got all the lightning happening? I, my read is either that cap the the mjolnir itself pulls the lightning down mm-hmm. it like although yes odin tells him that it channels thor's power it does just have this powerful lightning and also we don't know that thor himself is not channeling his power through mjolnir because it's back right so although cap is using it Hulk, uh, thor is just sort of holding his hand out making lightning come out of it Who right knows? so yeah I can buy it. also mjolnir is the name of the master chief's suit of armor in the halo games it's just why i'm so okay with what mjolnir is (laughs) because i've been hearing it since i was 18 or something
1: okay yeah that's a word that i can't even when i hear it i can't really say it
0: so there's other people that we've not really mentioned in doing this um hulk was a big character in this who got to do a lot Um, there was an interesting comment from uh, our friend Kim Metz in our Discord chat room for patrons. She said that she really enjoyed Hulk. He's been comedy throughout. They did his bit for five-ish minutes and then moved on. It wasn't drawn out. It showed good character development, and it actually helped the story. How did you take to Professor Hulk?
1: I am not a fan of Professor Hulk. Oh, really? And I've been thinking about this and trying to figure out why, and I Mm -hmm. think... Part of it is, it's the execution of it that I don't like. Um, And I think the execution of it contributes to that silliness factor, um, where I was saying this didn't feel like an Avengers film to me. I like the idea of Bruce finally coming to terms with his nature and being able to control it. Right. But having big green Mark Ruffalo in a sweater, Mm -hmm. and having the Hulk wear glasses, I don't know. It just... In execution, it didn't work for me. It was too silly.
0: Right. It reminded me. I was trying to, in watching it, trying to remember what it reminded me of. And I thought it was a character from the Orville. But I think even more than that, it reminds me of Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph. That kind mm. of slightly dumb zen-like thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't think it works totally either. I I enjoy the comedy of it. But after that point, I think we've lost the intrigue of the sort of slightly jittery, nervous Bruce Banner and everything about the Hulk that was good in Ragnarok.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually I feel like we lost the defining bits of both of them Mm. when they put them together, because now Bruce Banner is like confident and almost suave, except Mm -hmm. he's big and green. Yeah. You know, and and we don't have Hulk Smash anymore. And Hulk Smash is Hulk.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the sort of dumbness of Hulk, but him, you know, uh, describing himself as a fire, you know, Hulk, raging fire, Thor, tiny fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess honestly, they set it up, and I just wasn't yeah. paying attention because the Hulk, the Hulk and Ragnarok was different from any Hulk we'd ever gotten before because the Hulk and Ragnarok could talk.
0: He'd been Hulk for years, so yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, he had evolved into his own person, and so they were definitely setting it up, moving in this direction. Mm. Um, I just, and honestly, I don't have a, a better suggestion for how they could have done it. I, I don't know how they could have ever made it look less silly than how they yeah. did. It just was unexpected. I think.
0: And I I like Kim's point that it helps the story that he is, again, they're picking up on uh, something that was a joke uh, thing used in a previous film. The strongest Avenger thing that he is the one who has to undo the snap. Mm-hmm. If you just had pure Hulk, he couldn't do it. If you'd had just Banner, you probably couldn't do it. So it did make sense for this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's one of those ones that I've seen some people enjoy more than others.
1: I mean, it wasn't my least favorite thing in the movie. No. So there's that. We haven't talked about Thanos much at all. No. And and I wanted to see if you feel like he was written as inconsistently as I think he was.
0: I, I don't think so because this is, well, no, actually, no, I'm going to start by asking you what you mean by that. When you say inconsistent, what, what stood out to you?
1: um i I guess physically inconsistent, like his goal is, oh, okay. is the same like they his his motivation and everything was rock solid the whole way through, I mm-hmm. think, but in infinity war, he had five of the six infinity stones on his gauntlet when he was with Stephen Strange and Peter Parker and Tony, and they almost get the gauntlet off of him, like they subdue him, granted, they had mantis helping keep him kind of locked down emotionally Mm -hmm. but they were able to physically subdue him and almost get the gauntlet off of him in this movie he didn't have any of the stones yet and he kicked all of their asses like up one side and down the other and that felt weird and i didn't know like was the weapon that he had in 2014 like did it have special powers because he didn't have that when we met him in mm. Infinity War. And so I didn't know if he was getting some sort of strength from that, like, double sword thing. Or if somehow he was just stronger in 2014 than he was in Infinity War.
0: I don't think he's necessarily stronger or weaker in either. I think I think it is consistent. I think the stones themselves don't actually make him stronger. Because you see the stones glowing when he uses the stones. And to use them, he has to be able to close his fist. So that's why a large chunk of that fight is stopping him closing his fist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think him being strong here, uh, may uh, maybe he's a bit stronger, but we also don't see him fighting in the same way. And they do also imply that this is Thanos kind of at the height of his powers at the point that he is waging war because this is the start of him trying to get the stones. This is him sending Ronan after uh, the power stone. Okay. Which makes sense as the first one you go for. Um, so I think this is Thanos who is used to war and used to fighting like this. So I think I buy it. And especially because a large chunk of that fight is him against Cap and Iron Man and Thor who are not used to fighting. This is five years after they've done the majority of their fighting.
1: Okay, that's also fair. So I, think, I didn't you know, consider that.
0: Yeah. And like I say, I love that Captain Marvel, I mean, he headbutts Captain Marvel and she doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Nothing happens to her. So he takes the power stone to give him the power to beat her. Yeah. Again, it's fairly smart writing because it doesn't, it means they don't have to decrease her power. They increase his dramatically, but he can't keep the power stone. He has to have it on the gauntlet to use all of them together. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's
0: fair. I think there's someone else who was quite an interesting one i think and and again very sporadically used um but kim also mentioned valkyrie who is her favorite and she was very glad she got to be a badass in the battle mhm um i mean i love tessa thompson yes. not quite as much as i love tilda swinton but and <laughs> and she was great in this in in both the quiet moments and the action moments yes. i love that she had a pegasus which I'm, I'm hoping she just knows where the Pegasi come from. And so she had one on New Asgard. Right. Um, <laughs> like, how does yeah.
1: Stephen Strange know to open a portal to get her a Pegasus?
0: Well, I'm assuming she just has one.
1: She just has one. Okay. So
0: she wasn't in Infinity War. She was off going to get a Pegasus. To okay. The, pe- the Pegasus Ranch. Fair enough. Ye Ranch. ranchy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was great. Mm. I... I- I just, I loved seeing everybody that we got to see in this one.
0: Yeah. Did you have any opinions on Captain uh, Captain Marvel's new hair? No. Okay. Because, because I, I don't those. read
1: the comics, so I know that it's a callback to the comics. Okay. And that's all I know.
0: Uh, because, uh, again, friend of the show, Abigail, that, at this age, sure. Uh, the acting was superb. I have a lot of love for the hair department. I've never cried at the hair before captain marvel's hair oh and uh, and for even just something like that to mean something to someone and to you know bring a reaction from them awesome yeah love it now i didn't cry during this film really i'll tell you what brought me closest though because I, d- I don't tend to cry at films um but what does oh, i think i've said this before what does always get me there is uh, triumph not necessarily the sadness of losing someone or that so that side of the emotion, but someone getting resolution or conclusion or triumph. Okay. And the ending of the sequence between Tony and Howard Stark,
1: because oh. they they
0: have always had him doing uh, having a superhero daddy issues thing, mm-hmm. but they'd never resolved it, and they'd, it'd never been on the cards that they would resolve it. They had just sort of referred to it and, you know, had the thing that they're very similar men and and Tony's now stepping up and doing another thing. But to actually include that there, Mm -hmm. for it to be, I'm going to say Roger Slattery. I can't remember the actor's name.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: Okay. Um, Coming back to this film again, another cameo coming back in. And and for it just to be this lovely conclusion of him giving him advice that would impact the way he treats his child probably in a different multiverse because again they've impacted this multiverse right um this timeline but it is it is a very nice moment it did really work so that that, that brought a tear to my eye
1: okay i think for me it was it was pepper telling tony that he could rest now right that was the uh heart-wrenching yeah. Like full on ugly cry sobbing. Aww. But trying to do it quietly cuz I'm in a movie theater kind of moment.
0: <laughs> I liked when Spider-Man came back and Tony saw him and just hugged him. Yeah. Cuz again it's a callback to them not hugging before. Yep. Which but I
1: still, oh, I still haven't seen uh Homecoming.
0: Oh, have you not? No. Oh, it's worth it. It's good. I um, know,
1: I know. I just I haven't though.
0: But that's coupled with things like Um, T'Challa remembers Clint's name. Mm -hmm. And in Civil War he goes, hi, I'm Clint. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) So so again, it means nothing. It's just a throwaway, but just a callback to something that was good previously. Mm -hmm. Adds a bit of context. That's where it's satisfying. You know, the fact that we've all been through all these films and they've made the final film in the series mean something Mm -hmm. to all of them. Wonderful.
1: It was great. I mean, it was absolutely fan service, but it was done... Very well, mm. you know there there are problematic moments, and we've talked about them. But God, there are so many more good moments than bad moments in this, and as a whole, this movie succeeded in what it was trying to do.
0: Yeah, I would utterly agree. Um, so there's now what twenty two films in the series. Twenty two. Have you rewatched any of them since watching this? No which are you most excited to watch again now oh, almost goodness. keen to watch again
1: um well i want to rewatch this one okay <laughs> <laughs> i i think i want to rewatch winter soldier and civil war okay um more than any of the others right um because i did leading up to this we did rewatch iron man
0: okay the first nice. one right
1: um and so that was a nice refresher mm. for how everything started. It was a nice callback for I Am Iron Man um, and all of that stuff. Um, I, I don't need to rewatch Black Panther for this because, you know, T'Challa and Akoya coming back, they had such a small role. And Shuri, let me not forget her. Yep. Yep. They really had such a small role. It was really, I mean, the theater erupted in good. absolute cheers and like clapping <laughs> when they were on screen. But then we didn't really get to see them again, except for T'Challa knowing Clint's name. Yeah. Um, but Black Panther is so good that I just kind of want to rewatch it anyway. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, And I, I really want to, once this one comes out, I think I want to watch Infinity War and Endgame altogether as one long movie.
0: Okay, yes, because we were both annoyed that Infinity War had been implied it wasn't going to be part one. Right. And very much. Like, I don't think you will ever watch Infinity War on its own now. No, I, you can't. Like, at most, you'd watch both of them. Chances are, most people will just watch Endgame now. Mm-hmm. So, do you think this works as a film on its own? Do you think you can watch it separately from Infinity War?
1: Oh, nothing about this movie works on its own. <laughs>
0: Well, no, but knowing what you know, I'm not saying someone coming to it fresh. I'm saying you okay. watching it. Would Do you think you have to watch all five hours or can you just watch this one?
1: I can just watch this one. I think probably at least once I want to watch all five hours. Okay. Um, but I think after that I could just watch this one.
0: Right. Um, I'll tell you what works more because I've seen most of Infinity War over this week. What works even better is the introduction of Thor to the Guardians during Infinity War. That Now now knowing that's going to be an ongoing thing, they are doing a lot of work to set up those relationships and interactions mm-hmm. there. Hm. But I think, okay, actually, yeah, this is even more interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Which I thought was just a throwaway bit of comedy at that point. So right. So now it's going to be even more important. Uh, okay, I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I did like that final exchange between uh, Peter and Thor.
0: Yeah, because Peter gets taken down a peg, so it's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's interesting. I have never been on board with the Peter Quill hate, even after Infinity War. Mm. Um, but then we rewatched Infinity War the night before we went to see Endgame, and it clicked for me, and I was like, yeah, I get it now. And he's not one of my favorite characters anymore. I mean, no. he was never a favorite, but... You know, I think my love for Chris Pratt superseded the character. Right, yep. Yeah. And it doesn't do that anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um a couple more things that we haven't really talked about. Cool. Do you think it's possible that with the Soulstone being returned that we could get Nat back? Ah,
0: no. No. As uh, I think Laura speculated on this, something like give back a soul stone, get a Natasha refund. No, I don't think it so that way. Uh, I'll tell you what we are missing, though. We're missing a scene of Cap going and returning the stones and going, hey, I know you. To the Red Skull. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my, R, not you again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, speaking of Cap returning the stones, like, how is that going to work when, you know, the... The one stone needs to be a tesseract. The other one was actually inside Jane's body. Like, how is he actually returning these stones from the moment that they were taken?
0: Uh, the tesseract, I don't know. I don't know whether they've been able to reform it into a tesseract or something. Um But you could just put it back in the safe somehow. Uh, soul stone, I have no idea because that's all metaphysical stuff. So who knows how that works? Um, I mean, just
1: throw that one back in the water, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then surely it's just in the water. Someone has made a sacrifice, so the stone is now in the world. Mm. Who knows? Um, Oh, just stick it in the back of Natalie Portman's head and then re-inject her. She'll be fine. (laughs) She won't notice.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's definitely one of those hand-wavy things that they just didn't give any thought to.
0: Give it back to Tilda. Put it back in Chris Pratt's pocket and send him on his way. Yeah. Am I missing one?
1: Probably, but No, I think that's all of them.
0: Reality, power, space, mind. Oh, the the staff. Yeah, the staff they can just give back, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because they got away with that one. Um No, so I don't think they're getting Natasha back that way. Okay. Can I give you a couple of thoughts on the Black Widow film? because I've been sure. thinking about this quite a lot. Um my prediction for the Black Widow film is it is going to serve as both prequel and sequel. It is going to be Clint and Bruce and Wanda, maybe others, maybe not them, um but needing to delve into Natasha's past for reasons, some ancient evil that she has once defeated has come back again. Who knows? Um, so they need to understand what she did. It might even be literal delving into her past. It might be more time travel. And either they are going to do something joining with the stuff that might come for the Guardians of the Galaxy to get her back from the soul world. Someone else sacrifices themselves and they help to get Natasha back. Or, and this is the way I think Marvel will play it, knowing what they like to do. They'll do what they've done with Gamora and bring a Natasha forward from the past but I could imagine them bringing forward a Natasha who's not loyal to America.
1: Oh, good or, or
0: not not loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, for some reason, it has to be from before she comes over because they need that knowledge to defeat this thing. And that's how they get Natasha back in their time. Hmm. And and it turns out that actually she and Clint were on different sides of the fence on Budapest and they were fighting each other.
1: Hmm. Something like that. Yeah.
0: I, I think they will do young scully hansen young natasha in her training in her red sparrow stuff hopefully not but fine um because red sparrow was abominable um <laughs> oh it really was and but they will also do some current modern day stuff with it as well okay and and they will bring it back in and that's uh, that's all my hope because if they do that i will be accepting of what they've done here Right. So I think that's why that's the sort of thing I'm looking for, because I want them to, like, explain it away and make it not as bad and as hateful as everyone has felt it to be. Because I have not seen a single person who have gone, oh, yeah, that was emotionally satisfying. I'm pleased with that outcome.
1: Oh, yeah. No. so Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, you know, we, we've had from a number of people. And it's been difficult because we've had a lot of the same comments. I mean, everyone loves it. The, the same moments have come up, but particularly people have gone, Fat Thor is terrible. And the way they treat Natasha is horrid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's my theory for the Black Widow film.
1: Okay. Well we'll have mm. to see what happens. Mm. To remember that, write it down.
0: Write it down. Hopefully it's recorded somewhere for Paul posteri- You have been recording, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you about Gomorrah.
0: Gomorrah.
1: Do you think that past Gomorrah survived the snap? Or would she have been considered part of Thanos' army? And so when Tony snapped his fingers, she was also dusted.
0: I mean, philosophically speaking, I don't know. Uh, No, actually, as I'm saying that, the snap is contingent on Tony's understanding of destroy Thanos and his armies. So surely it must take his understanding of the armies and that would not be Gamora. Okay. Because he considers Gamora an ally, does he? You know, he doesn't know Gamora, does he? He doesn't know Gamora, but he doesn't know Gamora. So, if the thing has to take some sort of inference of right, who are the allies of and armies of Thanos? Wh- whatever magic it's using to do that, it would not consider Gamora. Hmm, okay. So, I, so I you think so.
1: that the the Easter egg then of Peter Quill looking for Gamora at the end is logical? Because you yes. think she's still out there.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I do not think they're killing Zoe Saldana. Okay. She's the best thing in the Guardians films. So, uh, Okay. I don't know. Rocket and Groot are pretty good. But if we're talking a- actual, actual acting and doing yeah. stuff, Gamora is wonderful. And I don't buy her and Peter Quill. Although, this does give them the potential to reset that.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
0: you know, if they go, okay, a lot of people don't buy this. They haven't had the chemistry. We haven't written them well. This gives them the way to reset it and rewrite it, right? So yeah. may- maybe in the same way, actually, Amy Adams as Lois Lane wasn't that bad in Justice League compared right. to how bad she'd been before. Maybe they could do the same with Peter and Gamora.
1: Okay. Hmm. All right. I have one last question for you.
0: I uh, bring it on. I'm ready.
1: How do you feel about Disney Plus doing all of these new Marvel? tv shows using actual cast members like there's going to be the bucky and falcon one there's the wandavision one loki's getting one how do you feel about these Uh,
0: kind of hopeful that they might be fairly interesting i'm not totally sure uh, a i'm not totally sure i'm going to be able to access disney plus because i can't access dc unlimited um but I'm not totally sure I'm going to get it anyway, maybe for a month or two to rewatch the MCU, but that'll be about
1: it. Okay.
0: I, so I'm you're really th-
1: not like to you, they're just extra textural and not part of the core.
0: Yeah. I, for me, what it speaks to is they're not planning to do a Falcon Captain America movie. They're not mm-hmm. planning to do a wonder movie. They're not planning to do a Loki movie, although I'm kind of interested with like, because presumably that's Loki with the Tesseract jumping mm-hmm. around the place. Right. So that's kind of cool. But it means that actually the movies are going to be some of the other characters that aren't in those TV shows. Right. So I'm I'm here for it. I, I, in the same way I wanted Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil and everything to tie into the movies. And not necessarily be they then build up and have major impacts on the movies, but cameos, things that come back and forth, just more stories in this world. And in the end, they kind of weren't in, in the way that I wanted them to be anyway. I feel like these might be. So I'm a little bit more hopeful. Okay. You? How do you feel about them?
1: The only one I'm actually excited about right now is the WandaVision one, just because I really want more Wanda. Okay. I love her, and I love – we didn't talk about her at all in Endgame, but I loved that she had so much strength that she could have almost taken down Thanos on her own. Yeah. Um. And I really want to see more of that. I don't have any idea – I mean, obviously – time travel is going to have to be a factor for vision to be a part of it because vision didn't come back from the snap because mm. it wasn't the snap that killed him.
0: Absolutely. Same as Loki. And yeah.
1: Um, And I've heard rumors that one is going to be set in the fifties. So I'm really curious how they're going to do that. Um, the other ones I'm, I've never been a huge Bucky fan. So.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, and Loki is hit or miss for me. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like I, I, the
1: idea of always expanding the universe because I'm always going to be here for that. Mm. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I'm going to have to be actively participating in that expansion.
0: No, absolutely. I, I'm interested if the Bucky-Sam uh, one is Sam learning to be Captain America and Bucky supporting him in that. Mm-hmm. Like, their their interplay was quite good in the films they've been in together. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there is an interesting story in there about him learning to be Captain America without superpowers. Because his superpowers are gadget-based. He's Iron Man. Right. Um, so that could be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But the next thing we have is another Spider-Man film.
1: Yes, when I still haven't seen the other Spider-Man film.
0: No. Which, from what I've heard, takes place just after the Spider-Man bit at the end of the credits. At the end of the, the mm-hmm. this film. So it is yeah. going to kick off straight away. Um, and there was a a hint. Apparently, there's a hint in there that there might be a background character. that They're setting something up. So again, I want to watch that a little bit more closely. Okay, but that that should be exciting. i Normally, at the end of these things, we talk about you know what do you think this is going to impact on the next thing. I mean, the slate has been wiped clean very nicely. Yeah. They they've given themselves a bit of breathing room by setting it five years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were pushing up against it that every film had to deal with a a gap between them of how long it's been since the last film, anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really nice to have done that. So it's good. I'm excited for the next phase of the MCU.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to to some new things, but it's still hard to say goodbye because these are the characters that I've fallen in love with, and right. now most of them are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm gonna have to fall in love with a new set of characters, and that's gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like Doctor Who, you know, every time a new Doctor comes on board, it takes a while. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: But they've set it up well with that Captain Marvel film. That was good. mm -hmm. Uh, You know, sequels to Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Those I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah. Mm. I'm hoping that we get more Nick Fury now. He's back. um, And Captain Marvel is back. So I'm hoping that we get something with those two. Okay. Um, Because I really loved their interplay in the captain marvel movie and so i want to see more of that
0: yeah Um, especially
1: since nick fury has had such a low profile over the last several movies Mm. um since civil no winter soldier
0: i mean sam jackson is 70 (laughs) i don't care so he might not be up for huge amounts of this stuff
1: maybe maybe but I mean, they can CGI him really well <laughs> to be younger. Yeah, that is true. That I mean, they true. don't need to do that anymore because we're back in. I mean, we're actually yeah. in the future now, so.
0: Not even from an age thing, though. As an actor, he must be yeah. thinking hmm, perhaps time to yeah. put my head down. Yeah. All right. Good. good. Yeah, that was that was a good film. We've had a lot of time to gush on it. Yeah. Um, there is probably not even stuff I've covered. If you've sent us a comment and a thing to talk about, I'm really sorry. Um, just as a quick aside nebula gives thanos the pin particles he's able to replicate more like he probably they're, they're such an advanced race he probably goes yeah we use it to clean the toilets we've got lots of this stuff
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> right thank you very much everyone for joining us we will be back to normal schedules very soon on pop Culture deprived and we will continue to do wrap-ups of the major major films there are some major films coming out this year so i think you and i might be having more conversations.
1: Probably. I mean, it's not like we don't enjoy talking about movies for an hour and a half.
0: No, exactly. This is the year (laughs) Star Wars wraps up, Game of Thrones wraps up, Toy Story 4.
1: We can't do Toy Story 4 because I haven't seen 2 or 3.
0: Okay, well, we need to do them for the show then. (laughs) Good. You heard it here, folks. Toy Story 2, 3, 4, back to back to back.
1: All right. We'll (laughs) we'll have to see about that.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. See everyone soon.
1: (laughs) Bye.